it's loading good yes. morning everyone go. welcome to morning, the geeky guys. ones uh, i'm steven and next to me is jude we are doing an episode all about comic books today um you will see in a bit how many comics i have <laughs> it's a crazy amount i think well it's not crazy compared to other people um in a good way i guess uh, today, we will be having Tim Villasor as a guest. Uh, we're just waiting for him to join the stream. Um, what else is there? What has yeah. happened this week, this past week? In, this well, past week? It's Bugs Bunny's 80th anniversary this week. Ooh, in, nice. I think, July 28th or something like that. Let me double check. Happy birthday i guess yeah happy birthday bugs bunny it's uh july because the character of bugs bunny came in around july oh there's tim there you go hey tim how are you doing what's up i can't hear nice background oh sorry wait huh okay no problem bugs bunny's anniversary Mm -hmm. is july 27 Nice. Can you hear us, Tim? Hold on. All right, no problem. All right. Oh, there. I can hear you. There can you hear me? All right. Yeah, yes, we can hear you. Yeah. All, good. All, right. All good. Hey guys. Good morning. Hey man. Morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you, man? How's you? How's your quarantine period been? Your quarantine six months. Uh, well, here and there, just trying to survive. Um. Uh. Well, we try to take it a day at a time, and yeah. Well, I, I've been to I've been to the, well, I've been to Green Hills. I've been to yeah, other yeah, now and then, but not as frequent as we'd like it to. Of course, uh, you yeah. only go there for a reason too. Yeah, and I mean, you've been able to visit a few comic book shops recently, deba. Right? Yes, I have. Um, I visited. Well, I always go to Planet X mm. in uh, mm. Makati. Yeah. That, and field bars there, uh, and in field bars, Green Hills. Whenever I'm there, I, like I was there yeah. yesterday. How was how was no? How is Green Hills now? Like with the with this yeah, yeah. modified quarantine period. Okay. Um. Well, uh, it's okay. It's business as usual, but yeah, it's not as many people as they'd like it to be. The foot traffic, mm. but uh, it seems to be that it increases <clears throat> every time I go there. Like. Yesterday, there were a lot of people at Veramol, female. Really? Yeah, because they had the, they had the food food thing, food changge, in the middle. Wow. Wait, in in this kind, in this in this in, period, my food changge. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. I think they're trying to encourage. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's still social distancing. Of course, of course. Uh, the changge is not as full, but yeah. uh, all of the stalls are there. People just need. A way to get back to work, of course. True, true. Yeah, but uh, in terms of the hobby shops, yeah, there are customers. I see people go in and out, but they don't stay till about six or seven because that's when mm. everything. Yeah, because like I noticed with the with a lot of the hobby shops, it it's kind of, I think. Would you say they're still okay since they do have online shops? Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and. Uh, uh, hmm. They just deliver it through yeah. or uh, or uh, Shopee. They hmm. order through Shopee. They order through uh, uh, Lazada. Then they yeah. have it like Grab or uh, you know, Lala Move or uh, Mr. Speedy. Yeah, Mr. Speedy. 
Yes. Like I remember because like so the like when like I I remember when Sir Sandy of Comic Odyssey announced that hey um we're going to have to like uh sh- close the physical store for a while due to the quarantine. Then all of a sudden here comes the plan of like rolling all of their comics online. Like before the quarantine I noticed that um Comic Odyssey's online catalog wasn't as big. Like, did you know that? Do you know does that change when you visited the website recently? Well, uh, yeah. He, okay. Are are we ready on? Are we on? The, yeah, we're already on. We're already on. Okay. Okay. Fine. Since we're already starting off, uh, as you well uh, as you're well aware of, uh, yeah. DC Comics divided themselves from uh, uh, Diamond Distributor, right? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my package. <laughs> yeah, so there, of course, understandably, everybody has yeah. to shift with that uh, new status quo, and yeah. that will cause delays. So if you're looking for your DC Comics fix, that might be a week yeah. later or two weeks True. later. Yeah. Uh, and with uh, with the pandemic, uh, the the airline bookings are harder. So yeah. it has to meet a certain uh, quota, right? A shipping mm-hmm. quota, so you can't really get all the books in. Sometimes there will be delays, mm. and uh, given what's happening right now, we can't really complain. It just yeah. you just wait. So, like, how do we explain the distributor, like the distributor thing, to like, let's say, a person who's not really familiar with comics? Okay, um, just think of it like uh, it's not on time, uh, mm-hmm. as if okay. Let's give pizza as an analogy. Yeah. Usually when you order, it's supposed to be like a 45-minute guarantee. Yeah. There's no 45-minute guarantee. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> during a modified GCQ or, uh, mm-hmm. or ECQ. But general, yeah. a GCQ, the GCQ or general community quarantine that we're in right now, it's almost normal. But uh, you can expect a few hiccups. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be a smooth flow depending on how many people order. Yeah, as compared to before when it was a lot uh, stricter, because they're trying to filter how things go through and who they who they go to. They can't go to all areas, so that's similar yeah. to comics. Comics can mm-hmm. be delivered in all regions or mm-hmm. all uh, countries. There might be certain restrictions that are different from what we're experiencing right here. Mm. Uh, so I just expect- remembered, like, sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. No, expect delays. That's that's uh, all. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I noticed something was that. So, how do I describe this? So, it's like, it's like an ice, I guess another way to describe it is like an ice cream machine getting a new flavor in a way, like with the new distributors. Uh, is that a good way to yeah. describe it? Like, Diamond, yeah, uh, used, Diamond is one flavor, and then this new distributor, Lunar, is another flavor, and it's taking a while for that flavor to arrive. Is that a good way to yeah. describe it? Oh, okay. Yes. But um, in terms of how the flavor resonates with the yeah. crowd, or if it's widely available because the ingredients couldn't uh, be mixed on time, for example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how the situation is. If we're going to compare it to ice cream. Yeah. Uh, unlike a 20-plus year proven formula, which is yeah. there because everybody got the ingredients, now everybody mm. has to look for the ingredients to make a new yeah. concoction. They can't... Uh, they can't... Uh, they can't make it a common standard yet. They have mm. to slowly pick up the pieces and they have to fix it. So uh, that's what's happening right now. They mm. they had to sign up for a new distributor. Yeah. And 
that's going to cost delays because uh, everybody has to get their mailing address, their uh, how much books are they shipping, and uh, unlike Diamond, where yes, it was a monopoly where yeah. everybody pays, and there's a certain uh, there's a certain uh, courier there. Now you have to pay other people, so oh, that's more expensive. Yeah. Would you say that okay, okay? So I think we all acknowledge that Diamond, uh, what used to like distribute all the comics, they were a monopoly. Would you say DC breaking the monopoly was a good thing? It's just that the timing was bad. Yeah, some people see it that way, mm. uh, but others will see that an inconvenience, and I can understand mm. that also. Uh, you're so used to a certain uh, way of shipping, and then yeah. it comes crashing down. So. Mm. And the timing was bad. Oh, the timing true. right now. I understand people need to sell and push their books forward, but uh, yep. working with the community is uh, is paramount right now. Yeah. Uh, try to balance it and uh, see how it works. But given that they made that decision, it's it's their it's their decision. But mm. people will have a harder time, or they'll have to adjust with the flow. Hmm. Saying hi to the three or five people watching right now. Good morning. Thank you for morning. joining us this early, morning. man. For joining. Right. Yeah. First so let's start with the. Uh, yeah, man. Let's start with uh, the first question. How did you get into comics? So let's start with Tim, then Jude, then myself. Okay. Um, comic books. Uh, it started with my brother. Uh -huh. So I, we're two. So he's the older. Mm. He's the older one, and uh, he collected comics. Uh, shout out to my brother Ted, by the way. Ooh. Say so, hello to Ted Villasori. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, I actually told him about this. But, uh, he's busy with his family. Okay. So, uh, of course, I grew up with animated shows in the 80s. Uh, you know, you'd watch old serials or co uh, comic book-based programs Thundercats. like uh, Thundercats, <laughs> Man, Transformers. Transformers yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm an 80s guy, so mm. I grew up with that. Comics-wise... Uh, of course, Marvel and DC being the big two, they had their own yeah. share programs. Uh, of course, you remember the 60s uh, Iron Man, Captain America. Oh, my God. I or, remember that. <laughs> Namor, the Submariner, and uh, Hulk. Those were the five. And then the animated, uh, the Spider-Man animated series before the 90s. There was the 80s and 60s. Uh, the the Spider-Man and his super friends or something? The one with Firestar and Iceman? Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I grew oh, up with that. man. GMA in the mornings, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and and Miss Lion, Lion, the cat. Uh, the, no, the cat. The dog. <laughs> Miss Lion, the, the poodle. The poodle. What? The poodle A poodle? Dog. Oh, Starfire's dog. Oh, fire, Starfire. Firestar's yes. dog. Yeah, I remember now. Yes. Good morning, Zara. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was a dog. But with a mm. name like Miss Lion, you'd think it was a cat. It's a yeah. dog. I missed it. But yeah, there. Uh, that and uh, DC, of course, uh, Super Friends, mm. and the Barbera. Oh, so you had the you had the campy versions of uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Robin, Aquaman, and then later it became more serious. Nineties came along. Oh, uh, X Men, the animated series, of course. That's why I'm collecting course. Marvel Legends now because you ah. can collect the nineties. Jim Lee versions of X Men. Is that is that in the background? Are those the Marvel? Or wait, those are Ghostbusters, yeah. Yes, it's another show I grew up with. Nice, the real Ghostbusters. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Marvel mm. Legends. Uh, well, no, this this well, the old toy biz. Oh my god! From the Jim yeah, Lee era, old school nineties, yeah. Old school nineties. Nice. I am collecting the Marvel Legends uh, era of X Men. 
nineties uh, mm. era Batman. So, oh man, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Well, that's another topic. But going back, yeah, to the yeah. Um, well, uh, there were the comic book stores. There was Comic Quest and Field Bars, and then you'd read the comic book storylines like uh, mm. uh, Death of Superman, Nightfall, uh, Batman Nightfall, and in the X Men side, you had the uh, oh yeah. Uh, Jim Lee's era of X-Men, then leading to uh, fatal attractions when they pulled out Wolverine's adamantium. Magneto? Oh, that's I'm when sure. that happened in the 90s. Okay. Fatal attractions. <clears throat> yeah. And Spider-Man, of course, the Clone Saga. Let's not forget the Clone oh, Saga. Man. You want to talk about <laughs> how long the Clone yeah. Saga was? Or mid-90s. <laughs> <laughs> I was already in my... Uh, I was in grade school, so... Yeah. yeah. It was and like, this... how, how long did the Clone Saga take to finish? Two, three years? Holy crap. It's like or doomsday more? clock levels of waiting. Yeah, but no, not with delays. They just kept on uh, <laughs> tugging all of these unnecessary uh, threads and storylines yeah. just to make a bigger mystery. <clears throat> of oh, my God. But then again, if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have the stuff that we're enjoying now. Mm. They influence something, and then they bring back a certain arc. That's why uh, Kane was brought back, and mm. Ben Riley was brought back. Uh, during the clone conspiracy, they try to revisit this or they rehash it. There, the comics. All right. So, All right. I started, I, I started mm-hmm. comics relatively young, but uh, nice. I still continue to read. Mm. What what's like what's a what's a comic series you're following right now? Uh, Batman and Amazing Spider-Man. Nice, nice. And uh, John Jonathan Hickman X-Men. But oh yeah, I heard that's yeah. really good. <laughs> House of X and Powers of X. That was good. The start was good, but right now it's good thing I'm getting convoluted. <laughs> too many titles, and uh, yeah, yeah uh, I'm I'm in it for the main ride, but uh, mm. right now <clears throat> it's it's not the same as uh, how I enjoyed the X Men in the in the 80s and 90s. Mm. I, I still consider the gold standard to be the 80s and 90s. Mm. Nice. All right, Jude. What's the first comic that you got into? Okay. Um well maybe not comics, but yeah, um kinda similar to Tim. Like I've watched a lot of um shows based on comics. So yeah. Spider Man, X Men, you know, Teenage lots of uh, Yep, Teenage Mutant. Oh my god, Yeah, there's just so much um there's just so much comic book based cartoons back That's then true. and then you sometimes don't notice it, like the, yeah. the amount, uh, the amount of stuff they released back then. But yeah, but comics that, uh, comic books that I first had, maybe, um, it's weird. Um, I think the first ones I got were, um, Star, uh, Star Wars comics from Dark Horse. Wow. Uh, and those were, and those were, oh, um, shit. those were just um, comic book versions. Yes. No, no, no! It's not expanded. It's just um, Empire Legend. Strikes Back and Return oh, of the Jedi in nice, comic nice. book form. Oh, you nice. Mean, you mean canon before Lucasfilm decided <laughs> to go and sell it to Disney, and uh, yeah, they started a new whole. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. No, they just purged the whole expanded universe. Yeah, in, the, oh God! I, enjoyed, so I actually thought you got like Shadows of the Empire. That's why I mentioned no. expanded universe, which yeah. I enjoyed. But now it's not; it's out of the window. Oh. But I think, yeah, I did. I did get a few expanded universe. Um, 
But yeah, those were my first comics, and I remember really enjoying that because um, it was the first time I saw like you know how you know how comics are, how comics look like um, from panel to panel. Yeah, you know that 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 co- those two comics ago maybe understand how uh, how each panel works, why you know why each panel is different size, how each you know action segments, how do they yeah. do that. <clears throat> and then um, I think, and one of the nice things there, um, you can also that comic, those comics also had um, oh Ralph Macquarie concept art. Wait, what? So it had wow. the Star Wars concept art, so it looked really good. Oh man, that is excellent. But yeah, after that, um, after that, of course, you know, um, I was a kid, and then you know, just uh, just in time, uh, Marvel just released um. You know, movie earliest movie adaptations of uh, Spider Man, so basically oh, the two thousands, and then I remember, oh, I I remember reading Civil War, so those were later, <laughs> yeah, later. But yeah, I started in the I started in the nineties, <clears throat> so hmm. so I I I got exposed to comics basically due to uh, all of the shows I watched as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same same thing. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah, like the same thing for me. Like the first comic book I got was one of those uh, Batman and Robin Adventures comics. Oh, I love. I don't. I I don't have it anymore. But I remember that. I just remember it was involving Arkham Asylum. Like that's all I remembered. Like so, I barely remember anything. But like the first real comic that was very memorable for me was the Animaniacs comics. I think it was like issue ninety nine or a hundred. Wherein they had like a whole parody of wacky races. So that's another like Warner Brothers meta parody of something. And then that race had Yeah, exactly. It's like Warner Brothers jabbing their own partner companies, um, doing literally a full wacky races with Freakazoid and other comedic characters of WB owned properties. It's crazy. I don't know where it went, but I still remember that comic because I remember we got it on a trip to Singapore before. It's like that was the first time I ever had like, oh my god, it's a comic book. Like, a, like a really like something like. Hold on, I have like so many examples right now. Like, so it's like something like this, but like much thinner. Oh, that's Fantastic Four. The yeah, facsimile. the facsimile edition. Yeah. Well, so they we're showing, we're showing yeah. comic. Uh, well, this just turned thirty. Wow! Ooh, nice. God, the Todd McFarlane one. Yeah, because I was Epic. celebrating. Yesterday was Spider Man Day, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah. You were showing so, on Facebook, deva. Right? Yeah, shout okay. out to Spider Verse mm. page. My, yeah. my cosplay team of spiders. Uh, McFarlane had a documentary on you know uh, Sci Fi Wire, part yeah. of Comic Con at home. Mm. So this comic is thirty years old. Oh, uh, of course, everybody loves it because of Todd McFarlane's artwork. Yeah. We get into comics because of the artwork, but of course, uh, as we we get into it, we also look for the storytelling and the mm. writing. That's right. Writing here. I mean, it's not. It's not gonna be a. It's not gonna be a Stanley or a, or a J. Michael Straczynski. I'm sure you read yeah. The, yeah those lines. But other than that, yeah, uh, we always find something from the past that uh, makes us recollect. Oh, what was our first comic? And yeah. yours was Animaniacs, right? <clears throat> yeah, Animaniacs. <laughs> it's crazy. And then, anyway, so since we're already like showing the different kinds of comics. So there are different kinds of comics. There's manga, there's uh, local comics, there's you know the Western comics. 
like how different is each one because like i noticed like when it comes to manga manga is pretty much here's the world we're setting it up all in one series yes. let's go and then in comic in like western comics it's like okay let's mix everything up like literally mix everything up like Civil War had like how many editions? Like I'm sure you've experienced this, Tim. I, did you go through that period of like event overload where like there were so many comics that was difficult to collect everything? Yeah. Um. Well, I was there when Civil War started, and I collected. Mm. I didn't collect all the tie-ins. I only collected the ones I wanted, which is supposed to yeah. be the, the purpose. But over time, yes, there were moments where there was too much happening that I didn't want to yeah. collect everything. Uh, one good example would be Blackest Night. With, oh, uh, God. oh my God! Yeah, I but I collected Ooh. every single. Time. I wanted mm. to read the entire uh, because I'm into horror zombies and uh, comics and the Green Lantern lore at the time. Geoff Johns was writing it, so yeah, it was great. Uh, he constructed it from bringing back Hal Jordan and Green Lantern Rebirth, then the Sinestro Core War, then establishing that there are different different rings and the emotional spectrum oh and i love that full full-blown full uh, anarchy and uh, bringing back dead characters in the blackest night mm. then uh one of the lure ins for dc to collect the tie-ins was they were giving away the rings ah <laughs> so in order to get that you have to order a certain comic book which yeah. is tied with that so I spread it out and then I was interested in the story as well. So yes, I collected every single tie-in. <laughs> Blackest night. <laughs> there was another oh example. I don't wanna collect even now, Empire. Empire yeah. with uh, Marvel oh Comics. God, so many tie-ins. I'm not collecting that. <sighs> Just wait for the compilation, right? <laughs> exactly. And right now also with uh Dark Knight's Death Metal. Oh gosh. That's gonna be the main series. Uh I got kind of burned out with uh, Dark Knight's Metal collecting. Yeah. So just to follow what's happening with everybody else. Yeah. And like, imagine now with the delays with Lunar, it's going to take longer for the books to come out. But... Exactly. And then, like, and then the last kind of the comics I want to talk about would be like, you know, local comics, Filipino comics. We got comics. the likes hey. of Drew D. Borja with Hong Hong yes. flashbacks. We got this. And then we also got. Well, I got a reprint of Jesse. <laughs> of course. I haven't read it yet, but it's going to Netflix. <laughs> it's going to Netflix. Uh, shout out yes, to Bujetan. Uh, Man. And then like I noticed with uh, Filipino comics, I think we're the most experimental because the market yes. isn't as big. Because when you US, ka, it's pretty much, okay, you're either doing the big two or you're doing an indie, like, I don't know. Maybe you're doing an indie, like, wait, let me just find that comic. Sorry, no matter that. Does Boom count as an indie studio though? Parang hindi na eh, diba? They have the Power Rangers license. Kaya nga eh. It's like, I don't know if you count as indie. Like Image, I guess, is indie, but not really. <laughs> well, Image started with Spawn, and uh, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. About but of course, we can cite other popular comics that came out of Image imprint, like The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then uh, what else? Walking Dead, Walking Invincible. Dead. Robert um, Kirkman also. Yeah. Oh God, Kirk Kirkman. It's like Kirkman has like so many machines running at once in his head. It's like yeah. he's done with Walking Dead, but now he's doing spinoffs of the TV shows and maybe a movie. And then what? What's that other one? Um, 
the one that just came out on Netflix. I think was it Greg Rucka or um, the uh, one with Charlize Theron? Yeah, Old Guard. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. They, that's another Image comic, right? Or no? I, I I'm not familiar with the imprint, but I know it's by Greg Rucka. Hmm. And then, like, with speaking of indie comics, we also, I mean, in the Philippines, you know, we have so many varieties because, you know, we're willing to experiment because there isn't really like a solid, solid like market of like distributors and publishers and everything, like Vizprint. And they, Vizprint's main focus isn't even um, comics, right? Like, I think Vizprint does other, more other kinds of comics, like books, like educational books, etc. Right? So, like, comics is like kind of like a. Yeah, like an additional thing, Tamaba. Yeah, it's more traditional here if we're going to look at the scene. And that's yeah. why they have uh, local comic comic con conventions. Mm. I mean, just to spread the word and uh, see how the artists uh, can showcase their works and share it and then develop into a series. It's, it's harder now given the pandemic situation, but uh, yeah. The, they're also trying to share it digitally, much like yeah. how uh, it's very different. Okay, if we're going to move to digital, talking about digital comics, and then the yeah. two obviously yeah. have platforms and apps, uh, it can be appreciated to reach a wider wider audience. But uh, mm. I'm sure you can also attest that uh, as oh, a comic yeah. book collector, there's nothing like holding the comic and True. having having it in your hands. Yep, printed. It's very old school, but it's also it's also a collector's item. Yeah, but like when it comes to like physical versus digital, since we're already on that talking point, I noticed that okay. for some people, like um, digital comics do have does have it, its advantage because you're able to like see the full color of the item without it being faded by the print or something. But at the same time, oh, yeah. I get your point. Yeah, I get your point of that. It's still better when holding it. Like I don't know how true the Stan Lee statement is about. When you hold a comic, it's like boobs, supposedly. Um, like I don't know if it's any if there's any truth to that Stanley quote that like holding a comic book is different from like you know yeah exactly Stanley. So like holding a comic book is like boobs. It's like when you it's nice to look, but it's better to touch something like that. Like it, it's it could offend some people. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't look at it. Uh, yeah, it's such a I weird statement, but like that's how they see it. Yeah. He meant it in jest. Um, yeah, the late great stand, but uh, it's more like uh, it's something that you that you can look at and hold at the same time yeah. because it's printed, and yeah. you know that a lot of work was put into it, and mm. you know over time it yeah. it ages, it, it it becomes it ages like fine wine. So if we're yeah. gonna compare it to wineries, like uh, it becomes vintage, <laughs> it becomes. Thing and mm. uh, the value may differ because there's a market yeah. for that. <clears throat> That's right. But then, like, any in like with regards to you know physical versus digital, there are. I mean, making physical comics does cost a lot of money, right? Like we've had like GoFundMe's yeah. and you know um, Patreons and stuff for you know sina sina ba sina. Toto Madayag, for example, but he had to do like a GoFundMe, I think, for one of his recent comics and such, so that you know he could get the stuff published. Unlike if you had like a big distributor with you, it would be so easy, bahala. But then the problem is they do yeah, get like, packing, a, yeah. a portion of the money, right? Like I think D. Yes. Borja is an example, like how he works with Summit, right? 
Like, so mm-hmm. he works with Summit. So like anything he releases with Summit, Summit gets a cut. And then like you know, if he, if he distributed it himself, then of course all the money goes to him. It's just that he go has to go through the entire process of you know scouting for paper and like the material and such. But um. I, yeah, but I noticed yeah, that he got like, he became popular digitally, right? Eh, like like Hong Kong flashbacks is a pretty popular niche thing online, versus like mm. the physical version, which is like a side thing now. It's oh, wow. um, it's a challenge. <laughs> oh, what's up? Later. What happened? <laughs> it's, it's okay. We'll we'll do it later. We'll go ahead, Tim. Sorry, <laughs> we interrupted. It's fine. It's a challenging thing to to uh build your reputation whether it's online yeah. or physical uh physical of course it's a more noble prospect because you're going to work together with the artist uh, i'm taking for example my brother he has yeah. his own comic book lindol comics mm, nice yes uh he did uh, he did that it's uh, basically a post-apocalyptic story of mm-hmm. earthquakes uh, you know that happened around the world and uh, Think Mad Max, but with earthquakes. Ah, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, or, yeah. So, uh, shout out to my brother. Uh, yeah, you have the book published, and uh, you have to find the printer, then uh, get a, uh, get a certain run done. Then, of course, you go to the conventions, and then you have to sell the book. Yeah, and promote yourself along with artists, and then, uh, of course, there. Are, uh, you augment that also by going online, then you promote it. Mm. And then, and then, like, it's with regards, experience. yeah, so, like, with regards to that, like, the art, the art, in a way, if you're an independent uh, artist, you can determine the type of comic you want to make, right? I mean, you have total freedom. You can make it into a web comic, you can make it into, like, a, a regular comic, like, you know, Mechadet U was, like, a thing with Greg Pak, Takeshi Miyazawa, Triona Farrell, they just made this as like a, it was an idea. And then they just turned it into a full-blown comic. But like they had the backing of Boom Studios. But like when you don't have the backing of Boom Studios, let's say you're a smaller studio. For example, I think Trece, right, was not under part of any like big uh, studio, Tamaba. Or uh, is it part of a... they were... Uh, well, um... They well, it wasn't really big. You had a uh, budget, and the rest had to start it out from the bottom. So mm. now it's <clears throat> noticed the people were talking about it, and uh, now it's getting its own Netflix series, mm. animated series. Oh, nice, right? Nice. It's crazy. No, no, I mean, Jesse, we're talking about yeah. Jesse, right? It's, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Jesse, yes. Yeah, it's wow. Uh, you can only dream, comic book creators can only dream. That their work gets picked up and then they do something hmm. becomes an adapt- animated adaptation. Yeah, and then speaking of like possible adaptations, uh, Jude, you have the you Manix Abrera man, right? Yeah, I have. I was. Can you imagine a Manix Abrera comic as a cartoon? I could actually. <laughs> so. They have a few Pico Machine comics. This is from this is my sister's. Um, oh, yeah, nice, I was going nice. around. I was going around my house. They're cleaning, so and then I remember. Oh my god, I need to get. I uh, no, I need to get a few books out. So <laughs> I got. Uh, I, re- I immediately remembered Kiko Machine. So that was fun. So yeah, from yeah. news trip oh, to compilation. And I did get some. Uh, no, I did get manga, which is oh. you know me being 
a Gundam fan. There's Gundam Thunderbolt here. Oh, uh, nice. you're, talking, you're talking to the right crowd. Yes. <laughs> Which Gundam? Are we talking about oh, Universal the, Century or are we talking about yep, the alternate is, universe? Um, it's the Universal Century. It's a, it's a spin-off. The never-ending Universal Century. One of the few, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy it's not ending. <laughs> it's one of the few. Anna, this one is one of the few, um, few uh, manga that got animated. Because um, usually mm-hmm. in Gundam, it's animation first, mm-hmm. then manga second. Man- so nice. a few exceptions. Which one are you holding what? Which one are you holding there? What are you holding there for the this audience? In Gundam Thunderbolt. So yeah, this yes, one was a, this one was a manga first, and then animated into um, eight episodes, eight episode nice. OVA, which was compiled into two <laughs> movies. Although it's not finished yet, I really wish they did. It's yeah, hmm. it's a really great work and. It's a nice side story, although it does interfere with the actual, with the original series timeline in terms of technology. Like, if you see the technology here in Thunderbolt and compare it to like the original show, it's just way, way out there. But yeah, that's manga. And by the way, one thing I'll share whenever I read manga and then read the comic after, I sometimes forget that I had to read left to right (laughs) back. There was that one time ah, yeah, man, yeah, I was yeah. reading I was reading Thunderbolt and I think I was reading something I was reading a Marvel comic and yeah. then I was wondering why why can't I why is this confusing? And then I just remembered that I was reading it reverse. Right the left. Unconsciously. <laughs> no, you, you have to change your orientation for that. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's a different world. But uh over time and especially if you grew up Reading manga, like I, yeah. I grew up with Dragon Ball and the, the Ranma, and then you have to find out Ranma. you have to read it in the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you were talking about Gundam. It's just an interesting point that uh, you mentioned that uh, oh, the comic, the manga, was yeah. the basis and the inspiration for the for the for the mm-hmm. show. They're doing the same thing. Well, it's not a comic; it was a light novel uh, for Hathaway's Flash. Yes, you know, we're waiting for I mean, that. That's why I'm waiting yes. for that. I'm also <laughs> waiting for that. Just to give a little nod to that. Uh, what's another good example of comics? To well, we can talk about the movies now. The, all of yeah, the movies that true. we, which were adapted, whether loosely or direct. Let's give an example. You you talked earlier, June, about uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's yes. Spider-Man. Everything more or less was faithful to the to the comics, with the exception of the web shooters, which was organic. Yes. Instead of mm-hmm. developing uh, uh, web shooters as a scientist, they decided to give it as part of Sp- Spider-Man's power set. And uh, there, the comics—you uh, know—it it seems to be a, a, a trend, mostly with Marvel movies, yes. especially if the movie is popular. Uh, the adaptation may influence what's happening in the comic series or the continuity um, yeah yes pretty much right it's just I, yes. I don't know it's it feels weird sometimes that um to see movies dictate a bit of um a bit of uh what the comic should be which is you know so it should be the other way around but you know marvel kind of changed it back exactly. then 
that's why I was gonna get into that with with Spider Man's thing, uh, his web shooters. Thankfully, they didn't de age him. But then, uh, well, it's another topic we can save for later. The the one more day, the removal of the marriage between Peter P- Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Yeah, a lot of people are pretty sore about that, and we're hoping they fix it. But okay, one good example of movies influencing the comics, and I don't like it because it's so different okay. in terms of characterization. Is this guy Robert Downey Jr. Oh. Tony Stark, and then they changed the attitude of Tony Stark in the comics to reflect Robert Downey Jr. So it's basically Robert Downey Jr.'s attitude as Tony Stark in the comics. But Tony Stark was never like that. If you read old school Marvel comics like the Armor Wars or even Civil War for that matter, he was—he's a futurist. He takes things seriously. He broods. He sits and he has to make the tough decisions, but. He doesn't wisecrack or he doesn't become sar- sarcastic. So yeah, it's so different now. You see Tony Stark in the Iron Man books. So like it's how, RDJ. How, yeah, how different is Iron Man? Like, I'm I'm sure because I was only familiar with Iron Man the cartoon from like the old '90s on I Channel. God, I Channel. Marvel Man, so, Yeah, that one. It's like Fantastic Four, yes. Spider Man, like yes. Iron Man, like those series. I that was where I discovered Iron Man. Like literally, I didn't know anything about the character before that. How different was the RDJ Iron Man from like the old comics Iron Man that you're probably more like you are more familiar with? Okay, yeah, I was mentioning that earlier. Uh, yeah, there, his attitude isn't sarcastic. He doesn't wisecrack. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not. Well, he's basically not goofing off. So he's not but, RDJ, I mean, basically. <laughs> RDJ version of yeah. Iron Man. Right now, since RDJ's popular, uh, you know, and kudos to him, it it revived his career, and I, I enjoy Definitely. seeing the big screen version. Of Iron Man. Definitely, it's a success story. It's it's not the same vibe with mm-hmm. the comics when you see that translated, because I've I've known as I mentioned to uh, everybody else earlier. Uh, I read the Armor Wars. That's where I was introduced to Iron Man, and then. Succeeding storylines, uh, Operation Galactic Storm, and then the Civil War. Uh, he's a futurist. He's serious. He broods. He uh, he reflects on the weight of his actions. So, uh, so he was basically like Batman, Batman <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, think of it like Batman, but uh, he's not a loner. Oh. He, he has help in the. Yeah, he makes. Yeah, he, he gets drunk. He, you know, demon in the bottle. You remember yeah. that storyline where it, famous storyline of Iron Man, probably where you see a dark side of himself through his own mm. actions by drinking, which they yeah. only, which they only covered on an Iron Man two when he started acting wild in the party. But yeah, it's not. It the was, same. Would you say it was barely barely touched? Even though like the the, the comic itself. From what I understand, Demon in the Bottle was like a big story, right? And then for some reason in, yeah. in the movie, they just like breezed by it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, here's War Machine. <laughs> they just yeah, breezed by it. Party uh, tendencies. Yeah. He, he peed in the okay, and then he acted silly with uh, DJ Goldstein in the party. Then they fought. So, okay. That's it. <laughs> but other than that, there, yeah, going back to... Uh, comics in general and how it yeah. influences the movies 
that should it's okay to have a loose adaptation in the movies but yeah. when movies start becoming popular then they dictate the changes in the comics uh, oh it's yeah a hit or that's miss. so true i mean i mean you can have different lines like look they created the ultimate universe in marvel mm. comics nick fury was based on samuel l jackson true. and they decide to adapt that to the marvel universe it works yeah. <laughs> but when you when that nick fury is popular then you don't you don't find any use anymore for the Caucasian original Nick Fury. <laughs> you decide to turn him into the Watcher, and then uh, you make his son, his uh, illegitimate son, into the new yeah, Nick Fury that son. looks like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, weird. It's weird. I mean, it's convoluted. Yeah, huh? <laughs> let, just, yeah. Just separate the universes. But if you're going <laughs> to change the mainstream Marvel universe for the sake of, <clears throat> of what's happening right now, please. It turns off some fans. Hmm. And then um, I was like mentioning earlier how the, like, there are so many formats of comics. We got like a standard comic, like you know, Mecha Detu. This is a standard cover, and then we got like yeah. facsimile editions with you know the Fantastic Four ones, and then there's even like the affordable ones, like the True Believers ones. Like this one I got at Phil Bars. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I was about the to believe this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Day and all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have Oh, we you have got the, the True Believers one, too. <laughs> I do. I collect these. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, there's so many versions, diba. Right? Like, the affordable yeah. one, the affordable $1 versions. And then they even have the variant covers, which, like, you know, I got this one, the Wave one, the Comic Odyssey exclusive. Wave. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, it's, or, it's, 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 it's crazy. Or you can go the other way, like going to bookstores or ordering. Yeah, getting compilation. Yeah, like like this one I bought yesterday. The oh wow, my, my first edition of Torment. Oh uh, wow! Oh wow! Where'd you get and that? Um, Greenos. I found what? It. Yeah, there's a damn there's like, nice. There's like the shop with graded comics that they're selling in Shopsville. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Maybe if you go back next time, or you can yeah. get this. Uh, I so fully book. The Dark Knight Return, yeah, fully book. This one comes with the Blu ray of the animated movie. Oh man, wow, that's awesome! That's awesome. Oh my god, that's epic! And then, Makano lang yan, diba? cheaper yeah, than an actual Blu ray, right? That's about a thousand five hundred, a thousand four hundred pesos. It's so much cheaper than the Blu ray, <laughs> and you get the yeah, book. Like, like, yeah, like uh, yesterday, I got uh, I got this in Blu-ray. Finally, which one? Uh, oh wow! Harley Quinn. Where, where, how did how did you get that? Did you order online or like is there like a seller here? Uh, I have a supplier. Yeah, I have a supplier who ships it. So ah, I get cool. it. I only get region. Nice. Oh yeah, I, I, I have that too. Again. I got Spider Verse. Yeah, it's so epic. Like I'm still waiting. I mean, I'm excited for the sequel. Me too. 2022. Yeah. So yeah. And then they, I mean, most of yeah. these things, yeah, most of these things are extras, and yeah, including uh, again, cosplay. Uh, yeah, I cosplay there. You can see on top, I have a cowl of Batman right there. Oh, yeah, I see the BVS one, yeah. So, uh, BVS, so as you know, I, I cosplay for I started in 2011, influenced mm. from my reading comics. So, comics <laughs> have branched out and yes as the title goes uh it went on to different mediums and it impacts society now i mean we're looking That's at true. so many different 
things from a different perspective, just from the pages of comics and now uh, pop culture, the internet, movies, TV shows, uh, even merchandise. When you go to Miniso, you see ah, all yeah, of those Marvel, Marvel so Miniso related Miniso stuff. I have like a sleep mask yeah. that's like spy- a Spider Man sleep mask. I know. So oh, it's man. crazy. It's crazy. Everywhere. And I can, the thing, I like, can see the title. Ago, yeah. No, Sorry, uh, go, ahead, go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, ahead. Steven. No, no, go ahead, Dim. Go ahead. Okay, I can see from the title it says uh, how movies differ from comics. And yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, not that many people will be able to buy a comic like us, go to a comic yeah. book store and read it. And sometimes they're exposed to the movies first, and that's okay. It's just um, if you're if you're delving into the lore of the character of course i'm sure you're going to encounter comics in some way or form and you'll yeah. have to understand the differences between the medium then and That's the movie right. version and sometimes these actors when they play the characters they have to research on their characters and they have to read the comics as well uh like none of them have picked up a comic book but eventually they they do and then they get to appreciate and enter that mindset of the character hmm. it kind of reminds you of um Doom Patrol, I think, because I think Brendan Fraser as Robot Man, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. I think a lot of the actors of Doom Patrol weren't necessarily familiar with the team. I mean, wait, let me show you. So I have a picture of the Doom Patrol here. So if yes. you're on the audio version, sorry, uh, you got you got Casey Brink. Wait, let me point here. The the newest character, you got Crazy Jane, yeah. played by Dan Guerrero. You got wait now, there we are. Mr. Negative, <laughs> Negative Man, tamaba? or I forgot his name. It's not Mr. Negative. I think. I think. Uh, God, I can't remember his Negative Man. Probably, I cannot remember. Mr. Negative his name is anymore. a Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, the, the Spider-Man villain. Yeah, Negative Man. Okay, I can see the back. It says Negative Man. You got rope. <laughs> is that some kid that Gerard Way made? You got Flex Mentalo, who is if you yeah, watch the Doom Patrol series. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Doom Patrol series, it's yeah. if you're if you're an iTunes store user in the US, yeah, it's now ten dollars for the first season. Entire season? Wow. Oh man. Nice. Pero in isiko lang parang like these region blocks. Oh. That, do you think? Oh, I think Tim froze. Uh oh. Looks like I think guys, I think we lost Tim. Yeah. Oh, no, there we go. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are guys still there? Yeah, we're still but here. Yeah, we're still here. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 10, it's like, 10 bucks now. Yeah. And then, like, speaking of um, Doom, Doom Patrol, and like, this is the Gerard Way version. Now we have adaptations like Netflix with Umbrella Academy, which just came out yesterday or like uh, Friday, Tamaba? Season two, yes. Yeah, it's like it's like Gerard. It's like now it used to be that oh, um, books were generally the the main source of adapt things to adapt. Like I think Gone with the Wind was a book or something. Like tamaba, and then like over time, movies just always come from something else. So like now it's always comics. Do you think at some point? Movie studios will think like, hey, okay, it's time. We have to stop making comic book movies. What's next? Do you think that's possible? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Because um, some some analysts and critics always look at it as a trend or a fad. And usually mm-hmm. that's the case. I mean, 
look, okay. I was just having this discussion with my brother and uh, yeah. some friends. Uh, before superhero movies became a big thing, and they weren't really big, uh, and it was always a hit or miss, or it's very loose from the adaptation. Uh, That's true. <laughs> I mean, you had David, you had David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury back in. Oh my god, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and then a very oh. loose adaptation of the Justice. Of the Justice League with no I Superman. I remember watching Batman that on Cinemax, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the Flash, so Martian Manhunter, that... Green Lantern. Oh, and you you'd only have barely recognizable heroes uh, mm. getting their own movie adaptations, but they were pretty good when you look back. Like I was talking about the Shadow oh, with Alec God. Baldwin. That was a pretty. Yeah, good... I remember that. Yeah. Or the Mask by. Uh, by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. More of a comedy than, than a dark comic, uh, which was Dark Horse also. Yeah. Dark Horse Comics. Yeah. Dark so, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just, it feels like superhero movies are big because, uh, of course, people like fan fantasy and superpowers. It's much like Westerns. They're Western movies. And yeah. there were lots of Westerns and slowly it became a niche. And then uh, the action movie genre. Before we had superheroes, we had the action hunky heroes like Commando with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rambo with uh, with Sylvester Stallone, and then John McClane from Die Hard, mm. and then that kind of faded out. They got older. Then you had the Expendables. They gathered together. They're they're True. Uh, they're uh, they're playing their own stereotypes, and that was fun. I still enjoy those movies. Oh, it's like a very watching fun them. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These guys, uh, I like, I like those. And yeah, now we come to superhero movies, and it's the same thing. Um, over time, it might eventually burn out. Yeah, you never know. Or they might yeah. uh, keep. You know, one thing I don't like is they keep on rebooting. But like yeah. Spider Man is a perfect thing. Uh, but it's perfect that it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. But it's a very different take on the character as compared to let's say Sam Raimi's, which is very pure. Despite yeah. what I was talking about with organic web shooters, it was still very faithful to the comics. Mm. That was the that was the spirit and the heart of Spider-Man. You know that Sam Raimi was a fan. Yeah. And he he made it in its own self-contained world. Yeah. So it told mm. a story about the character. Because like before the I think I remember watching um are you familiar with Dark Man? Of course, Dark yes, Liam. Neeson. Yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, it wasn't that like a Sam Raimi thing. Like he did that before doing Spider Man, just because he couldn't get the license or something. Yeah, no. Um, it was years before, but it was an idea. Yes, but it was fun. It was fun. Mm. Uh, then it was popular enough. That was Liam Neeson before Liam Neeson became uh, Mister Taken or. Razal Ghul from uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Qui Gon Jinn. R.I.P. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Doctor Peyton Westlake. Yeah, he got burned in a laboratory accident. Then he was left for dead, scarred. Mm. But he used this skin skin grafting technology to disguise himself, and that's how he and became then, like, Dark Knight. The, the one hour is that like the thirty minute or like one hour limit or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good concepts. I mean, uh, yeah. I think it spawned a comic series and two 
uh, I think, direct-to-TV movies, which starred, I'm sure you know this guy, Arnold Voslo, who was Imhotep in the Mummy movies with Brendan Fraser, oh, and, wow. and, and, Zartan, and Zartan in the G.I. Joe movies. Whoa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was the, he was the replacement hmm. of Liam Neeson. Yeah, and then like the bad GI Joe has had a long history of comics here in the bar. So like, of course, um, yeah. Let me go move on to the next topic. Uh, licensed adaptations. Ooh, we got you know like show. every since. Here we go. Oh, is that a movie or oh, it's a comic or yeah, a movie? Oh, oh, nice. What is that? Like a full yeah, blown so... like documentary book, something like that, like a. Yeah. Oh, wow. This. That is epic. Uh, this, came, this came out 11 years ago. <laughs> Crazy, so man. I bought it, I bought it I'm, a, I'm a Joe guy. I love yeah. like, Transformers. So, yeah, since we're showing off all of these comic influences and pop culture oh, influences. Wonderful. The Netflix series is awesome. I'm sure you guys oh, watched it, Transformers. I need to watch that later. I haven't seen it yet. I was busy with work. <laughs> if you love Generation 1, yeah. it's a good nod. That, mm. yes kind of like bumblebee so then we're talking about license adaptations so like marvel and dc don't do it as much right they don't yeah. do the whole like we're gonna license something and then we're gonna let someone else make stuff for us kind of like um boom studios does that a lot right? with like power rangers comics well, and then and then like last yeah, one i got yeah they don't except do it, for right? toys they do yeah they do like, they do a lot of toys imagine that McFarlane toys would make a, yeah like that was surprising to me like, I thought oh they're just gonna yeah. do like DC direct and all <laughs> oh wow is that the, here in the back oh wow detective comics it's a detective 1000. comics 1000 yeah epic Batman yeah there's a nice. Superman one also yeah and of course and the then, game I mean sorry they, they do license out their games like uh yeah games, like DC makes injustice and uh, with uh, with uh, NetherRealm Studios, the makers of Mortal Kombat, and then yeah. for a time, Marvel and Capcom worked together for the Marvel vs. Capcom yes, series, Marvel which I enjoyed. Oh, man, except for God. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, they excluded X Men characters. So <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad series. That mo- the game is just super bad. No, no, I think it, it, it could have been, been better. Not having the X Men suck. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, because. Yeah, they didn't. There was no X Men characters oh. because at the time they didn't, they didn't have the Fox license. Fox yeah, that was the X-Men. bad part. Not having <laughs> that. <laughs> they removed they... the X Men characters which there in the older oh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Sucks, man. I think there was That's... also Marvel yeah. and EA. I can't remember. What? Uh, Marvel and EA? Yeah, they tried yes, uh, Marvel Nemesis. If you guys remember that game, it's forgettable. Crazy. They tried to make uh I think they tried to make a comic line, a, a comic series out of that too, but I, the game didn't catch on, so mm. people forget. There you go. <laughs> That's an example of license adaptations that didn't work. So yeah. uh one one successful story is uh the recent uh Spider-Man game for the PlayStation 4, which spawned oh, yeah. a comic book God. tie. I'm not even done with it. The gamer for the DLC. <laughs> it's it's not, the, uh, it's the best. I love that game, and the Miles Morales game is coming out for PlayStation Five later this yeah. fall. Like that's yeah. like, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like afford that because it's so pricey. Like the game's gonna yeah. be like four K, four thousand pesos estimate. It's like a remastered version of the PS4 Spider Man, but I don't really yeah, care. I <laughs> I'm just happy with 
for more Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got like comics going one way, and then like all of a sudden now there's a comic for everything. And like with regards to like comics yeah. for everything, I got like this. I I somehow I don't know how this happened. I just like joined the contest by random. I didn't even know that it was like oh it's gonna be US only. I got a WWE comic. Signed by oh Dean God. Ambrose, the AEW World Champion, John Mock, the former Dean Ambrose, now AEW World Champion and John IWGP Mo- US Champion, John Moxley. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like now it's like even companies who don't, you won't necessarily see go into comics, do comics yeah, now. A lot of people have comic book adaptations of themselves. Like, yeah, even video like, games. Art. Yeah, right? It's like, how did that happen? Like, when was... Like, even though people are saying that, oh, comic books are dead and comic books are no longer, like, a, a like um, what do you call that? Like, a genre worth... Like, a, a piece of med- a medium worth consuming. Parang, people still make stuff. Like, there's still a demand yeah, for it, no? So, because sometimes it's also influencing your 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 community or they're using yeah. it as propaganda. I have a perfect example for that. Perfect example for that is Captain America during World mm. War II. It's propaganda, right? Yeah, so, that's true. He's a, that was shown he's a mascot Captain for American, American, American propaganda. Flag. It's basically the American yeah, exactly. flag walking. And, yeah, Star Spangled Man with a plan. Exactly. <laughs> sing that song. I you love that song. So, yeah, I do too. I mean, I I, I love. But I love Captain America and what he stands for. Uh, yeah. Outside of, he, he stands for the ideals and principles, not necessarily representing a country or a person. That's why the comics were rich with that. The storyline, he'd uh, he'd be disillusioned. He went into he went into a phase where he called himself nomad. Then yeah. uh, he came yeah, back to wearing Captain America mantle because uh, he knew that it represented freedom, like. Okay, quoting Optimus Prime, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. And then you yeah. you see him as a symbol, as a focal point. So yeah, uh going back to license adaptation, sometimes they use that to uh branch out. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a representation of a character or a concept, a medium that uh, you follow. And then when you see that, oh, it's something I like or I want to explore. So that's why they license it out. Hmm. And then, like with regards to you know, we we are talking about you know comics with messages and all. Let's talk about that. Changing the title, comics with messages. So you did say Captain America is a form of American propaganda. Like, would you say like uh, how do I how do I say this properly without offending at anyone? The time, <laughs> at the time. Yeah, at the time, of course. Yeah, it, like I'm just wondering, like how how. Why is it that some people say that oh comics having messages is a bad thing when comics have had messages <laughs> ever since the beginning? Like like Captain okay. Marvel Shazam being a symbol of the childhood fantasy. Like the shonen it, it, if we're talking about anime, it's like the shonen fantasy of having that power. Like Goku, you know, oh. having all of this power. It's like I don't know why people are complaining about like oh, sorry maybe maybe not goku is a good example maybe um maybe someone like laura kinney x23 when she became wolverine like was there I, like would you say like i i noticed like some people didn't like it because oh it's not logan like i refuse to listen to change and all like 
okay. why are some people so hesitant yeah. to you know okay. change in comics change for, it's sometimes, sometimes it's change for the sake of change or change mm. for forced diversity you know yeah. you've seen those topics online and twitter yeah people complaining i mean one perfect example where there's a lot of negative comments and uh, yeah well it's not well and for my case it's not really the version of the group that i grew up with but uh, people and they're pushing it because it's diversity and all that is new warriors i'm sure you've seen that in the yeah i saw that poster it was like <laughs> very odd like, like you have a non-binary character and you have a yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't follow it there, but I've seen, yeah. I've seen it pop up in the comic, uh, comic groups, and then uh, there are articles about it in Newsarama and CBR. Uh, people try to nitpick or yeah. find reasons why it's not in line with their interpretation of comics. I mean, comics is for everybody. It should. Yeah. If there, there's a market for it. If it's not for you, then. Uh, don't don't it's not for you yeah, just focus on exactly what you're what you're interested in but it, it, you shouldn't lecture another person about it mm, that's true and then yeah, like I, then then like because recently the ba um who was that who's that right the artist ethan van skiver however you say his name like he's been like attacking these writers who haven't really been like i mean I don't know why something like Comics Gate exists. It's like I I get Comic, your point. Like, yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, like uh, what's happening right now. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw it with Batman Batman writer Tom King calling oh, yeah. out uh, Jay Lee, right? That, that artist, huh? Jay Lee, I think that's his name. Jay Lee. Jay Lee, yes. Yeah, and he wasn't associated. And then, uh, I mean, I like Tom King's Batman run, but. Uh, Sometimes uh, it can be very, it's a par- very powerful tool, social media. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful what you say mm-hmm. without re- really, you, you could have just easily personally messaged him about it before That's true. going public That's true. and uh, saying something. I mean, it could have been averted instead. And now it's become a topic and then people are weighing in their own opinions. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their opinion, but still it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, all of us uh, in social media is that platform. We all want to air our our uh, disappointment or our satisfaction over a product or changes in comics. Okay, we're going back into topic. Yeah. Like I, I, I mentioned about Robert Downey Jr. and then uh, Nick Fury. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not really particularly happy with them making it the standard in Earth Six One Six. Regular continuity when you could have different platform universe, but as is what it is, and if it sells, yeah. it sells. It's mainstream comics. Yeah, and then um, let's or kind Batman. of like slowly. Batman. Wait, okay. Yeah, with Batman. What about I, I Batman? To... Another, <laughs> another very controversial one that yeah. began nine years ago. Saying yes, hi to nine Earl years ago. <laughs> oh, uh, Earl, fanboy yeah, SEO. Here. Hi, SEO. Hello. Yeah, fanboy Hello, SEO. Earl, man. <laughs> you were saying about the. Um, I think. Yeah, you were. I think you were yeah, saying something yeah, about uh, the Batman stuff. Are you talking about the wedding? Well, that's another one. 
That's one. Okay, but the uh, uh-huh. wedding is it's minor. Uh, I know it was a publicity stunt, but no, oh, I, exactly. I would have wanted that to work. But I know oh. I would have wanted that to work. It would have been like uh, it would have been like this. This is mm. a perfect example of a wedding that worked. Uh, hold on. This is a perfect example of a wedding that worked, and you should have not changed. Oh. That worked. Oh. That worked. And then you, you oh, because man. of uh, people in Marvel uh, or Joe Quesada saying it ages the character, now you go back <sighs> to him being a bachelor. Yes, it tells God, rich stories, God. but Ugh. now they're trying to the damage of that. that. That's what I'm saying. Changes in comics. I was going to get into the new 52 with DC Comics. Yes, where please. They, yes. They rebooted everything. They started yeah. with number ones. And they're only semi-reboots like Batman and Green Lantern because they can't afford to alienate their audience. But they they omit characters like Stephanie Brown or Cassandra Kane or Barbara Gordon is uh, is Batgirl again instead of having That's Batman true. Incorporated. I really hated that because I, I invested in Batman Incorporated being a Batman guy. Yeah. Then now with DC Rebirth and putting a MacGuffin like a like a Watchmen's Doctor Manhattan, oh, yeah. who was responsible in uh, DC New Fifty Two. Yeah. Now you can slowly introduce back those concepts and then go back to the original numbering because, yeah, it was a way to sell comics. Start at number yeah. one, get a new audience, but you also alienate your older audience. Yeah. The same with uh, Spider. And one more day, and brand new day, you make it uh, again, and you uh, you you make Harry Osborn alive again. Those are welcome changes, but you undo his marriage because of Mephisto, a deal with the devil, and now <laughs> you slowly see uh, in the comics they're trying to undo it because they're pairing Mary Jane and Peter back together again. Finally, and he almost popped, <laughs> and he almost popped the question. So yeah, uh, things like that. Almost uh, over over time in comics, you see these changes, and uh, uh, but there are changes in comics like in X Men, which are welcome experiments, like what they did in House of X and Powers of X. Yeah, uh, Moira Taggart is revealed to be a mutant who is immortal, and she's oh, reborn wow. every every time she dies. So that's why mm. in every lifetime she has the memories of her past lifetime, and that influences the changes in the X Men universe. That's why so the X Men universe now is what it is. So, they, in a way, Jonathan Hickman, in a way, kind of like explained why the reboots happen. Parang ganun. Yes, yes, ah, exactly. Nice. That's nice. why it's a unified, unified X Men community. They live in the nation of Krakoa. Yeah. Professor X and Magneto and Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister and everybody else are working together again because of that. Crazy. And then, um, the crazy stuff I, in comics. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's a it's a cycle, no? In a way, it's kind of like a cycle. It just keeps on yeah. like repeating and yeah. repeating. Grab or to sell. It's basically mm-hmm. to sell books. If the if the writing or the concept is nice, just yeah. To, uh, for you know, add changes. Changes is the is the keyword there. The comics, mm. the status quo. You're changing the status quo. And shaking things up. Okay. Civil War changed things up for a bit, but we knew that was not going to last. Superheroes yeah. being registered. Uh, Spider-Man being unmasked. That's why, that's why. That's the other reason why they did one more day. So he can yeah. get back his secret identity. But why did you out him <laughs> in the first place? Yeah, but... so, anyway, uh, as we close it. up. Yeah, sorry. As we, You were going to say something? Sorry. No, no, no. Oh, that, okay. That's pretty much it. 
Yeah. All right. So as we're gonna as we slowly close down this episode of the Geeky Ones, episode 36. Tama ba, Jude? 36, yeah. Yeah, I guess. 36. I'm gonna post episode numbers already. Yeah. So we're gonna do one last topic: how to get started reading comics. Yes. So I feel like we should have started with this one, but I guess it's the last question we're gonna answer. Because my option would be to go online, read online digitally first, then do physical. But like, what yeah, do you guys think? That's okay. What do you guys think? Let's start with well, Tim, then Jude. Well, okay. No, no. I'd like to hear Jude's answer in this. Okay, okay. So let's go with Jude first. Um, How to get started. Well, the thing is, how I... Like, uh, sometimes I, I can base it on how I got started. Because the first things I saw were movies and... Uh, animated adaptations. I um I think I forgot to say my first uh my first comic based adaptation or my first exposure to superheroes in general was uh was Batman uh the 90s Batman movies. Um mm. Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer <laughs> Batman and Michael Keaton Batman, Batman and George Clooney nice. Batman. Ah. So uh, I think it was it was either I think it was Batman Forever that was in my birthday. It was a freaking Jollibee birthday that I remember. But yeah, oh, um, uh, for the my first, so how to get started reading comics? I think, um, you know, for me, I think you see, you can start with looking at a character you might like or a series you might be interested in, like. If, or if you're exposed to an adaptation first, you might want to try that first. You might want to check out, um, you know, you understand that, hey, there's uh, there's something different. The story in an animation or in a movie is different or in a game even is different. You might want to read up on uh, on the backstory of each character uh, and then, you know, explore, delve deeper into... More comics, you know, delve deeper into the entire universe of comics that, um, you know, go with whatever you want after after reading something, after reading a character you might like, you might be interested in something else. You know, I think that's a, that's a nice way. It's a bit, yeah, it's going to take time because not everyone is, um, not everyone would be interested in comics for the long term. Like, sure, you may like one character, but not everyone would be interested in learning more about other universes, other, um, other, even other comic, um, yeah, even, even other comic big guns. You may not be interested. Like, for example, you may like Spider-Man, but there's no guarantee that you would like other, uh, Marvel characters. You may not like Iron Man. You may not like even, you may not even like Thor. So yeah, I think it's starting with something you like is a great way because you know it gives you something you keeps you in your comfort zone and you know gets you started basically. That's I think that's it. All right, let's go with yeah. Tim next. That's a safe answer. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, depending on which medium you got exposed to, whether it's television, movies, video games, or the internet, and then you yeah. slowly do your research and you branch out. Uh, yeah, you can get into comics digitally or physically. Uh, I think it's safer, given we're in a pandemic, uh, to read it digitally if you have access yeah. to that. Or if you find yourself um, researching and you want to pick up a physical comic, 
I also encourage you to pick it up at your local comic book shop. Try to support them uh, because they bring in our books all the time, like a uh, Comic Odyssey, Comic Quest, Field Bars, uh, uh, Dragon's Keep, Druid's Keep. I yeah. can name a couple of comic book shops in our local scene here in the Philippines. You can just search them up in the internet. Uh, I'd say if you want to start as a collector, uh, yeah, pick up the pick up back issues. Back issues mm. are widely available. They're cheaper. They're, they're fifty yeah. to hundred bucks. You don't have to go for the latest comic. You can just True. pick up those. Or as we showed earlier, Stephen, there are there are cheaper alternatives like the True Believers. Yes, uh, yes. One dollar comics by Marvel, like this one I'm yeah. holding. Uh, Spider Man three hundred, which was called uh, Venom versus Spider Man, and it was sold for fifty pesos. It just reprints Venom's first full appearance mm. by Todd McFarlane. And then uh, Spider-Man returning to the red suit. Overall, uh, yeah, you have a lot of options right now in this day and age. And uh, I only started collecting comics seriously in the early 2000s. Back then, I oh. loosely collected comics. I only went to national bookstore or field bars, and I picked up those comics without even a care on storing them in comic book boxes or putting backboards. I just wanted to read them. Yeah. But I got engaged with comics over time, reading those storylines and then trade paperbacks. You could pick up trade paperbacks also in your bookstore. That's true. There are the many ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you can't say that. Uh, and then digital devices, as again, comics. You can look up in Google, you'll see some pages, you can see images. Then from there, you hunt down what the title is and then you go exploring. Hmm. All right, so I agree. It's a, it's a very, it's yeah, it's a very similar. I think mine on my end, it will be a very similar path to Jude's, wherein start with the adaptations first, then gradually go into the comics. So yeah, you know, like I, I, I mean, I, I Jude and I are similar in age, so we both grew up with the. I think we all did with the Batman animated series. So that, yeah, that was like I, the I, first. I yeah. yeah, that was that was like the first, my first big exposure to comic books. So like I think it was there that I gradually did it like 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 Jude did like research Kamuna before trying out the comics and then like what I would do is experiment with a few uh, maybe read up on a few characters that you might be interested in then choose the characters from there because right. like I noticed like yes. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of like the really major major versions of the characters like. I'm not the biggest fan of Bruce Wayne Batman but there is the option of Batman Beyond with Terry McGinnis. And then I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan, but I love Gwenpool. You know, stuff like that. So parang, there are lots of options to choose from when you're, you know, when you want to start reading comics and all. Um, again, I think it's it's best to go from di it's best to start digital, then slowly go physical if you want to. Because honestly, I I feel like it shouldn't always be like stuck. Um, focus on oh you only have you can only be a comic book fan if you only read physical comics. I don't like that idea. I like the idea that you know it's it's art. It's we have different ways of appreciating it, you know. And um, right, yeah, it's like we. I feel like that's the one thing that's that would make it easier for people to start reading comics is if people were just more open to different ideas <laughs> um, on how to read it instead yes. of like oh it has to be physical all the time. And then, um, the, the, so I guess the world has changed. 
Yeah. Where we can we can we can read it digitally or physically. Yeah. And I think we're all we're all in unison in saying that uh just start with your mobile device or do your research, look yeah. up an internet, branch out, branch yeah. out from there. That's right. And then so I guess the last part is where can we buy comics digitally and physically? Let's start with digital. I know of Comicsology. I think that's one of the more popular yeah. platforms. And then yes. we have what else? What other platforms do we have? Well, from there it, it stems out yeah. to the Marvel app, the yeah. DC app, other apps for the other comic book stuff. Archie. But Archie, all, the pioneers. Archie, <laughs> it, 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 it's all there. I mean, then of course, internet reading, their websites that that showcase. Yeah. So we do not encourage it. We do not encourage it. <laughs> That's one thing where, you know, I mean, I if I want to really explore it, I will look for it in, I will look for it in the comic book shop. I rather, again, I'm very old school. That's where I grew mm -hmm. up with comics. I, I bring it, I read it, or even TV shows. If I enjoy the animated show, I uh, again, I buy, I buy physical home video, Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. Uh, right now, you can also get it digitally through iTunes, and I wait for the sales of that. Like I completed the entire <laughs> nice. animated universe, Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, Justice League. Yeah. So you know, it just now, uh, and especially now that we're staying home to stay safe, no excuses. Just look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess. Let's do our final part, which is the geeky recommendations. We do one recommendation from each person. And since this week's theme is comic books, let's do one recommendation of a comic book or any form of comic book adaptation that you would recommend to our viewers. Let's start with Tim, then Jude, then I'll, let's end with me. All right. Wow, that's tough. You're saying uh, where should they start? Oh, no, no, no. Just like um, just one recommendation of anything you would recommend for for today. For comics? Yeah, it could be an adaptation. It could be like a comic itself. It could be anything. Anything related to comics. Wow, that's a good question, man. Um, I'll have to think of it first. All uh, right, let's go Jude? with Jude Muna. Okay, so I I'm think sorry. since I. I... Since you know, since I already mentioned this uh, earlier in the episode, um, I think I'll recommend Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt. Nice. So it's a manga series. Um, backstory: It's a side story of um, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and the setting is it's in the late stages of the One Year War. So mm -hmm. as the war is about to end, um, there's this um, Thunderbolt sector. That's why. That's why it's called Thunderbolt. It's a sector that's basically the probably the crappiest sector to fight a war in. It's a former space colony that got wrecked, and due to some magnetic forces, there's lightning in space or something. Lightning anyway, in space. But, but yeah, um, the story goes with um, it's basically facing uh, two special forces um, of uh, the Earth Federation and Zeon, and. Um, else can i say but yeah it's basically a gritty version of mobile suit gundam in a way it's yes. like um, it's darker it's it's bloodier it's it's like it's so bleak 
get that it beats it beats the original Gundam series by so much in terms of uh, how violent and how brutal it is. Imagine um the Zeon forces here are basically um crippled war uh, crippled soldiers given a new given a new reason life. Um that's why they're using specialized mobile suits with using the that allows them to use their prosthetics so that, much like uh, the, the character from uh stardust memory yeah pretty much so it's yeah. really yeah it, it, but imagine that one expanded into an entire unit an entire God. special <laughs> forces unit so it's dark That's and <clears throat> yeah but but yeah although i can say that this is not a great place to start gundam though <laughs> i can tell you um it's although yeah it does affect canon it does affect um you know the actual techno the technological development of uh, mobile suits at that time it's a really weird it's a story that's really that starts off really really violent and bleak and then at the later volumes it just gets weirder and we, it just gets weirder <laughs> there's even a there's even a new type cult at the there's even a cult at one point but yeah it's a really good it's a really good uh, manga mm. series because it it does something different. It's and then um, while some people may not like the story, um, one thing that they can appreciate is the art of the whole uh, the art of the manga. It's one of the best drawn um, in any Gundam. One of the best drawn uh, Gundam series. The animated version did justice to it. Um, the the justice to the manga because um I was worried that you know of course they'll change up the they'll change up a bit of the design much like they did with unicorn just a few that changes but but yeah what they did you know they kept the they kept the art style they kept the they kept the feel that it's a manga and maybe I can uh, I can show I can show one. No, I'm showing the wrong volume. Volume three is probably the best one. You don't know, there's just so many. Um, I remember, I remember sharing a scanned version of, of these panels, the pages here. Um, and yeah, people are just—it's just so much hype. Uh, and also, um, I was so happy to see this adapt, uh, get, uh, get an anime adaptation because it's the only way you can hear. The jazz music that they always mention in the manga. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. But yeah, that's my recommendation. And yeah, um, I think this is almost finished. The manga. Yeah, saying hi to Karen, by the way. Saying hi to Karen yeah. Devera, oh, who is just hi. featured hi, in Cosmo Philippines. <laughs> Hello, Karen. We were just talking last night in the media room for nice, Nerd Rage PH. Nice. Every Saturday, also giving a shout out to Adrian and Nerd Rage. Hey guys, hey Nerd Rage. Hey, okay. So, um, do you have you decided on your uh, recommendation, Tim, or should I go first? Uh, man. Well, actually, I'm very interested to hear yours, Stephen, because right. we don't really talk about that much. Yeah. So mine would be. I saw that. Message. I saw that. I actually yeah. haven't read Tresse yet, so it's like I have to really open this soon. Um, my recommendation would actually be, wait lang, it's here somewhere. Hold on. It's buried inside. It's by Toto Madayag, uh, si Libreng Comics. 
And this one is mm-hmm. Bawal Mamatay. <laughs> um, it it's it's an affordable comic, like compared to like other comics which are like 300 pesos for roughly the same price. You could get a lot of fun. It's it's how do I call it? There is no like clear storyline. It's just like a slice of life comic book by Toto Madayag. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've seen him around some mga Comic Con and other conventions. I recommend it for a light-hearted, though occasionally serious uh, comic. So that's why I would suggest, I would recommend Bawal Mamatay by Toto Madayag. That's a good, good noble. I mean, now we got one manga, yeah, a Japanese comic recommendation. Yeah. Then we got Filipino comics, which is great. I like that. Yeah. I guess it's up to me to <laughs> talk Think about of a Western, Western comic. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. I mean, but, uh, Joker War. Okay, probably, no, no, no. I I'd say DC is more mature in terms mm. of content and reading. I would have immediately gone to DC and Batman since I like Batman. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm I'm not gonna recommend Batman. I think that should be later on because it's kind of dark and broody. Mm. I'd actually go for Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Especially since it was Spider Man Day yesterday. You can't go wrong with that. It's just a relatable Mm. teenager who gets bit by a radioactive spider and uh, gets superpowers. Then thinks he can uh he can cash in on it and then tragedy strikes at his home <laughs> and uh he loses his uncle yeah so you know uh, uncle ben Spider-Man number one how many times do they have uncle ben <laughs> how many times did they I do know, that scene they... though right <laughs> uh, only twice and uh, and uh toby mcguire and andrew garfield's yeah. I think the best Spider-Man. thing that they ever did in the Spider-Man game was not show it. Was not take that route of showing it. <laughs> and also, also MCU, they just they just uh, subtly yeah, they, make yeah. uh, reference to it, but not really. Yeah, he, yeah. I recommend Spider-Man he's beloved by the world. People yep. see him in all, all kinds of merchandise. He's Actually, that's why in, even in the Guinness Book of World Records, he's known as the world's greatest superhero. They make nice. use of that. <laughs> the world's greatest super uh, oh. honor, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and he has so many costumes. He's and he's flighty. He's uh, he's engaged with different groups and different crossovers. Even DC in the nineties, yeah. Marvel versus like he's so relatable. Eh, crossover, yeah. It, that's why he's a very relatable character, and he teaches a good message. Uh, with great mm. power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. That's what I mean. right. It's yeah. it's quote. All right, so before we go, is there anything you want to plug, Tim? Oh, well, um, thank you again to the Geeky Wands. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I I enjoyed it. It's a trip down comic memory lane and uh, talking about something that we're all passionate about in our community, which has led to many other things and opportunities, uh, work, events, cosplay, Watching yeah. the movies that we love, and that's why I said Spider Man also because I'd recommend the Sam Ra- Raimi movies. Yes, that's right. yes, it's on, Netflix. Go there. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Watch the first Spider Man. It's yeah. timeless. It's uh, it's not it's not dark. You just mm. watch it, and uh, the first two at least. Number three, that's a different <laughs> no, story. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> 
Let's yes. hope Tom Holland breaks the curse. <laughs> Actually, I'd recommend this for kids Which of one? this Which generation. Uh, uh, hold on, let me get it. All right. We were just showing it earlier. One of yeah. the best animated movies I've ever. Yes, Spider Verse is the yes. best comic book movie for me. <laughs> animated. Oh, that, that's why it won an Academy Award. Yeah. It's yeah, so man. relatable. That's why Spider-Man yeah. is so relatable, even in Miles Morales. But yeah, uh, plugging, uh, you can visit me on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, as Timster. You can see it in the name tag there, T-I-M-Z-S-T-E-R. Mm -hmm. I also do uh, streaming and uh, reviews, unboxing and toy reviews as of late in my YouTube. So you can see that. Uh, sometimes I unbox Marvel Legends or Transformers or... Nice. Uh, comes up it's there in my youtube and uh yeah uh if events come back <laughs> i talk about movies uh, i mm -hmm. go i go cosplay characters uh, along with my uh group with spider-verse uh, or yep. as batman or with friends in the community mm -hmm. or uh comic book shops i see steven and uh everybody else during comic book signing what was the yeah. last one that steven last one last, last one? signing i went to Oh God, no tagal Did you go to Might my have exec? been. No, I wasn't able to go to my exec. I think the last one I went to must have been Stephen Segovia. I think it was ah, Stephen yes. Segovia last shout year. Out, shout out to Stephen. Yeah, yeah our, our Pinoy artist working with the. Yeah, we do have a lot. The, we do have a lot. <clears throat> That's Stephen right. Segovia. We have we have Lionel Yu who celebrated his yeah. birthday at the end of July. Happy, Happy birthday, Lionel Yu. Uh, and then we also have Miko Swayan, and then we have yeah. Carlo Pangulayan. You know, Rian we have so Gonzalez, many talented, so many so comic many. book enthusiasts, and of course, uh, uh, nod to the late great uh, Jerry Alangilan of mm. Wasted and uh, Elmer fame. Oh man! Just uh, you know, the comic scene. The comic scene should also be encouraged. That's why yeah. I, I mentioned those artists because they also started from you know the bottom and where are they now they because yeah. they are so passionate of the medium they draw or they write and then it flourishes as with any comic book creator hmm. all right so thank you so much again tim for joining us this sunday morning um well it's the afternoon now <laughs> um thank you oh, so uh, much exactly, to everyone who exactly dropped by 12. yeah it's exactly 12 it's man. exactly 12 Thank you so much to wow. everyone who dropped yes. by. Thank you so Thank much you. for those who are watching that. Yeah, man. You can find yeah. us uh, on social media at thegeekyones.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Twitch, at thegeekyones. T-H-E-G-E-E-K-Y-J-U-A-N-S. Um, that's there about it. I'm I, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I plug you, you guys on Instagram. I'm, Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you so Twitter. much. Thank you so much. All right, and so that's it. Twitch, for yeah, that, yeah, man. you and Twitch. I'm also, yes, so, yeah, there's All so right. many ways for us, to so many to ways. This. All right, so for Tim and Jude, I'm Steven. We're the geeky ones. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ooh.